This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we launch into the prophet Micah with The Lord is coming, exile is coming, woe to oppressors, do not preach, and rulers denounced. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendorse.org or on your favorite podcast provider.
open my lips. O God, to deliver me.
A reading from 2 Timothy chapter 2. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we also live with him. If we endure, we, all, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. O Lord, have mercy on us. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Send out your light and your truth, let them lead me. Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Pastor Paul knew that he would soon die. He was not in house arrest as before, but was literally chained in prison as a criminal. He was also suffering loneliness, a dreadful situation indeed. Yet the spirit of Apostle Paul remained quite high. One of the things that kept him uh, ongoing was the fact that the word of God was not chained. The preacher may be chained, but the word that the preacher preaches is not. In such a sober yet high spirit, Paul leaves his last will and the testament. Paul wants to strengthen Timothy by way of two resources, holy baptism and holy ordination. Pastor Paul's point is very simple. Keep on remembering Jesus Christ. In the pastoral epistles, we have many things that speak directly to the pastors. Keep on remembering Jesus are the words particularly addressed to a man in the office, Timothy the ordained. The dying pastor summarizes his words to a young pastor 
in one point. Paul wanted Timothy to keep on remembering Jesus. Weighty was indeed, as Paul was sending his last words to Timothy from Rome, chained in prison. Now, why is it important for a pastor to remember Jesus? Isn't that so for all the baptized? Of course. But earlier in the epistle, Paul wrote, I know whom I have believed. You see, the Christianity is not about a set of laws or regulations. Christianity is not about a set of doctrinal formula or statements of principles. No, Christianity is about the person of Jesus who speaks and gives his gift. I know whom I have believed, said Paul. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved, said Peter. At the seminary, as you grow in confessing a sound doctrine and rejecting false doctrine, please do not lose sight of this very crucial thing. We are here to know him. It is more than a set of things. For Paul and for Timothy, Jesus was not only their savior, but also the Lord who entrusted them with the office of the holy ministry. Now, most of you have not yet been ordained, but the Lord willing, the day should soon arrive when you are made pastors through examination and call and ordination. Timothy was to draw strength for the pastoral ministry by remembering Jesus in three points. Keep on remembering Jesus, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in the gospel, in my gospel. So the first is to remember Jesus as the one who has been risen from the dead and who remains risen. If you died with him, we will also live with him, said Paul, holy baptism. Jesus, who accomplished our salvation on the cross, is the Lord who puts men into the pastor office, and by sending these men, he goes with them. Paul did not want Timothy to ever forget the fact that Jesus is right there in the office of the Holy Ministry. Second, Paul wants Timothy to remember Jesus as the offspring of David. It's a Christmas story. Jesus as fully human, just as he emphasized earlier in the first epistle, that the only mediator between God and man is the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. Jesus is not mere spiritual existence. He's fully human, and as such, Jesus goes with those pastors whom he sends. Thirdly, Paul wanted Timothy to remember Jesus in the preaching of the gospel, and this is so crucial. That Jesus is right there in the office, not just spiritually, but also as a man that is comforting for the pastor. 
but as he serves with the gospel and sacraments. Pastor himself is in need of receiving the comfort from the same gospel and sacraments that he preaches and administers. A pastor is also a sinner and saint. He is in need of Jesus and the gospel, forgiveness of sins announced to him. When you are made pastors, and when you encounter all kinds of challenges and sufferings as a pastor, return back to the pastoral epistles. Here is a treasure house in which you can draw strength out of both holy baptism and holy ordination. Even if you do your best in the ministry, you will not always remain faithful to the Lord. A shepherd is only worth how much good he is for the sheep in the way of the, the chief shepherd feeding and guarding. But pastors do experience hardships too, humanly speaking. Paul was concerned about Timothy because he knew that Timothy was rather timid, despised for his young age in the context of the culture of seniority and having some health challenges. For these reasons, Paul wanted to strengthen Timothy. Now you may ask, does ordination also give comfort to the ordained? Isn't it a mere adiaphoron? Yes, the rite of ordination is an adiaphoron, but ordination as such is not. That includes the whole process of examination called an ordination. Our Lord Jesus is the one who places the candidate in the office of the ministry by using the whole church as an instrument. One of Dr. Luther's last prayers is quite instructive. I quote, Our dear faithful God, who has put me into this high office of the holy ministry, will surely care for me and will keep my soul well. I will simply with confidence and joy Command my spirit into his hands, for the Lord will know well where my soul shall abide, since he has so loved it and cared for it that he gave his life, yea, his own soul, in order to redeem my soul. He is the noblest and best pastor and bishop of all the souls that believe in him. Praise be to him forever. Luther had a remarkable sense of confidence and joy in confessing the Lord Jesus as the pastor and bishop. But equally noteworthy and even amazing is his ground of such confidence. Where we would expect him to say something on Calvary or baptism, Luther spoke of his ordination. He did not say, our dear faithful Lord, who gave his life uh, on the cross or our dear faithful Lord who made me his own by baptism, but he said, our dear faithful God who has put me into this office of the Holy Ministry. For Luther, having been put into the office by ordination, was as certain as having been born from above with the water of holy baptism. Pastor Paul was confident when he said, I know whom I have believed. Do you have the same confidence?
Do you know Jesus? Yes, you do. Through holy baptism. And yes, you will, as you will soon be ordained into the holy ministry. Among our all sinfulness and failures, we remain confident and thankful because if we are faithless, He remains faithful. Jesus knows you for whom He went to the cross and whom He will put into the office of the Holy Ministry soon. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
In our prayers, we give thanks to God for the birth of a son, Ezekiel Christian Leopold, to Ethan and Emily Hartkemeyer, and for the birth of a daughter, Magdalena Elizabeth, to Christian and Abigail Mundorf. We also pray that God would bless the members of our country's armed forces and the chaplains who serve them. O oh Lord, hear my prayer. And let my cry come Let us pray. Eternal God, merciful Father, you have appointed your Son as judge of the living and the dead. Enable us to wait for the day of his return with our eyes fixed on the kingdom prepared for your own from the foundation of the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Merciful Father, you add to the generations of mankind. This day we thank you for the births of Ezekiel and Magdalena. By the gracious working of your Holy Spirit, help them to grow in your nurture and admonition that they may bring glory to you and serve others in your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Stretch forth your almighty arm to strengthen and protect those who serve in the armed forces of our country, especially Alan Hosier, Cassie Hosier, Nicholas Arias, and Alexander Mundorf. Support them at all times, keep them from all evil, and give them courage and loyalty. Grant that in all things they may serve with integrity and with honor. Give your continual blessing to the chaplains who, who minister in your name and in the armed forces, especially Raymond Ayers, Carl Gibbs, Sol Groskopf, David McCarthy, Edward Wright, David Werdeman, Cody Norton, Brian Hamer, Kurt Taylor, Brad Boyer, Joshua Schneider, Christopher Sutton, and Nathaniel Jensen. Grant that by your gracious working, they may honor Christ and advance the good of those committed to their care. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, 
who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.